how are we doing and welcome to the dedicated transform your body mind and life podcast this week we're going to talk about the common mistakes that we see mainly in newbies so because we've had quite a few of these points come in we decided to split in between two different podcasts so this one we're going to focus on the mistakes that males make and then next week we'll focus on the common mistakes we see females make so we've got five or six to start with today for the males the reason we're saying five or six is purely because two of them sort of coexist with each other. So we'll start from the top. Number one is lads thinking they can get or they want to get too big too too fast. So typically, whether they're natural or not, they just start throwing loads of calories in. And most people have this all in different attitude. But what they don't realise is, especially when it comes to, it's the same for a deficit, but let's talk about the surplus growing for now. If your body needs an extra 500 calories from its maintenance point to grow muscle tissue, you add in 5,000 calories, 10 times the amount, it's not gonna give you 10 times the muscle. There's a limit on the rate of muscle growth. Anything extra than that, in terms of more fuel that you're putting in your body, more food, it's just gonna be stored as body fat. So body fat levels just become excessive. There's a limit to how much your body needs, so more is not better in this in this case, in most cases. The same thing with the deficit. Going deeper into the deficit doesn't give you greater fat loss, it can just cause you to go catabolic, feeding on muscle tissue and retaining fat stores so you need to find that sweet spot and as i've said in in the past with with a lot of a lot of these podcasts a lot of content a lot of posts the sweet spot will move and as it moves you've got to chase it and hold it for as long as you can again so number two is lads only wanting to train arms or possibly arms and chest it's what we call the mirror muscles just the muscles that they can see in the mirror now i've been there myself back a long time ago when I was 18 maybe even 17 you first start training it's all bicep curls and bench press that's literally all you do you see a lot of these guys walking around looking like they're holding carpets under their arms because they've created a massive imbalance a lot of people don't realize is a lot of your muscle groups come in pairs so your biceps with your triceps your chest with your back uh, your abs with your lower back quads with hamstrings etc if you only train one of these muscle groups, you are going to cause tightness on one end uh, versus the other, therefore causing an imbalance. And that, that doesn't just mean in strength, that's a physical imbalance because it will change your posture as well. And the downside is the longer you do it for, the more work you have to then go back and undo because you're only going to get stronger, uh, which is not always a good thing when it comes to imbalances. Also, we see a lot of guys with, with horrendously skinny legs and big upper bodies you know, guys will have an, an arm day, they'll have a chest day, they'll have a shoulder day, they'll have a back day. Then at the end of the week, they'll have a half ass leg session. So if you look at the ratio from upper body work to lower body work, you're looking at a four to one there. And that, that leg session will be a half ass session. So that definitely needs uh, addressing. That leads us on to number three, people not training legs. So it, this one just speaks for itself, but let's just add some knowledge to it. So your legs, your quads, your glutes, your hamstrings are typically your biggest muscles. They use the the most amount of calories, um, they require the most amount of effort. And not only that, but from a strength point of view, even for your upper body lifts, having a weak posterior chain, so what we class as, you know, your, your back, your lower back, your hamstrings, glutes, this is what helps brace you up. It could be a bicep curl, it could be a tricep extension, it could be a bent over roll. If you have a weak base, i.e. not training your legs, that will affect your lifts. So for example, if you're doing a bent over roll, or even a deadlift, if you're unable to carry that weight, if you're unable to hold your posture, the lower back will either give up or the, the glutes will be weak, the lower back or the core will give up. Um, you, you're missing out on a lot. You're missing out on a lot. People don't realize this. 
Um, having a weak posterior chain, chain will kill and limit progression for a lot of your upper body lifts. We're not just talking about your lower body lifts. So it needs to be accounted for within your sessions. And it also ideally needs to be on an even baseline or an even ratio with what you, how you train your upper body. So again, like I said before, there's no point having an arm day and a chest day and a shoulder day and a back day. And then having one leg day where you cram your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves, your inner thighs and outer thighs into that one session. Because realistically, let's just say the average session is an hour long. How much time and attention can you divide between each muscle group and, and give it a an efficient or an optimal workout? Realistically, you're not going to. And, and that's where a lot of people go wrong. Also, you just don't want to look like a dick. Number four lads throw in the kitchen sink at it so this is talking about supplementation and gear supplementation supplements they are exactly that they are to supplement what you currently have they are to supplement a, a solid foundation a secure baseline if you like if you have an eating disorder or if you have a binge restrict cycle or if you have shit form you can take all the, the tests in the world you can take all the creatine and the protein in the world it's not going to fix that so you have to work on them core principles first. You have to work on your baseline first. Get that as solid as you can. If you think about it as a, as a pyramid, you want to work on that base first. Supplementation comes quite high at the top. And, and that's coming from ourselves. We have our own supplement line. So you know, in reality, we could just say, buy this, buy this, and buy this. And most people would buy it, which is usually the case if, if we say something. But we, we rarely say that because we want to work on that solid foundation first. Again, the supplementation is just to supplement your baseline and that baseline that foundation needs to be perfect before going into it so you know you get a lot of people it's like all the gear no idea they spend loads and loads of money on on basic stuff or, or advanced stuff because you know a bodybuilder's using it or someone in good shape's using it which is fair enough we're not saying the supplements don't work depending on what they are but supplements just like programming are put into someone's programming into their diet into their daily intake if done correctly at the right time for them for their goals for their body for their circumstance for the way their body reacts just because someone else takes it or just because it looks fancy or just because someone else is promoting it doesn't mean you jump on it it's only when you've got that solid foundation if you notice any imbalances or if you notice any uh, deficiencies or weaknesses that need to be topped up that's when the supplements come into play and uh, number five chasing the pump so we see a lot of guys doing a lot of high reps, low weights, and it's just purely for the pump. And, and usually it, it comes down to, to poor form as well. They take that short-term satisfaction of how they feel in the gym during that lift as progression. It's not progressive overload because a lot of these guys don't even count reps. They don't even log their weights. They don't even log their reps. They just they just start firing, firing reps out. Usually poor form, you know, shit form. Uh, untracked number of reps there's no progressive overload there because if it's not measured it can't be monitored if you know if it can't be monitored it can't be progressed so don't chase the pump yes you can get the pump from from it from a you know from training correctly but even if you don't get the pump just like doms up to a point there's no correlation between like muscle soreness and a good workout and there's no correlation between having an unreal pump and having a good workout We've seen guys get lower back pumps after one set of deadlifts and they've been unable to train for the rest of the day because their lower back's also, you know, same with certain people's arms and certain people's chest, depending on that person and, you know, how their how their body's built up or what they've been taking. That pump isn't the be-all and end-all. 
if you don't get the pump, it doesn't mean you've had a bad workout. If you've trained everything perfectly with progressive overload to failure within your rep ranges, with your rest times being correct, and you don't have a huge pump, that doesn't mean that that's a wasted workout. That doesn't mean that you doing 25 reps of, of a pump up on a bicep curl is a better workout because you get more of a pump. There's a time and a place to get a pump. There's a time and a place, a place for blood flow, whether that's a warm up, whether that's a deload week, whether that's before a photo shoot. But when it comes to your day-to-day -day training and progressive overload, the pump itself is not something that you want to be chasing. And that brings us on to our last one, number six, which sort of coexists with number five ego this is the worst one when it comes to lads whether it's bad form whether it's trying to lift as much as they can whether they're trying to impress a friend or a girl's walk past or they've got an injury that they they just don't want to acknowledge these these sort of people will try and lift as heavy as they can thinking more weight is better when that's an amateur's way of thinking in reality your body needs tension not weight you know you can manipulate you can have more tension put through your body you can have more resistance put through your body put through your muscles with less weight with correct form and, and that's what ideally that's what the goal is the goal is not to chase you know the, the highest dumbbells on the rack and we see this time especially in commercial gyms we see it all the time people trying to lift as heavy as they can ego gets in the way adrenaline goes for the roof you know in the moment they've got probably someone there cheering them on spotting them with the weight up it's poor form their body never their bodies never progress we see more injuries from these people than we do progression from their muscle. You know, joints are usually sore, connective tissues are sore. They have to take more time off work or more time off training, I should say, um, and they, they rarely progress. So, you know, the form needs to be the be all and end all, or the form needs, form needs to be part of the, the foundation, I should say. Um, you know, if the form starts going, then you need to reassess your weight or you need to reassess your rep range. It's no good having 20 kilo dumbbells, uh, bicep curls on your logbook if, You've had to use your legs and your hips to swing them dumbbells up. So in reality, you're probably looking at about 12 kilo dumbbells. Now, don't look at that number and think, oh, it's a, it's a smaller number. It means I'm, I'm shitter at it or, you know, I'm not as strong. The number itself does not mean anything. There's certain exercises. So for me personally, a side lat raise, I have to physically walk up to that small, shitty, separate rack by itself where the dumbbells only go up to 10 kilos because I need such a light weight for that. Yet my, my shoulders and my one of my own most defining features that put my biggest muscle in relation to everything else yet i use one of the lightest weights for it because it's about manipulating that tension it's about you know utilizing the right weight for you to get the most tension from that specific muscle group in the bar path or the dumbbell path that it needs to go through there's no ego in there everyone goes through that especially males when they first start ego comes into it they want to be as big as they can they want to lift as as heavy as they can they want to lift as many you know do as many reps as they can and there's just no thought pressure Thought, uh, there's no thought process behind it there's no intricacy behind it people get injured and typically like unfortunately people usually learn after an injury that they need to wind that in a little bit they need to behave with it ideally in all fairness if someone had told me before i got injured doing it years and years ago i probably still wouldn't have listened i'm just someone who needs to learn from my own mistakes unfortunately it's just the way i am but if there is people out there if there are people out there that will listen to this and save themselves the injury save themselves the time off the gym that you know you really don't want to be having then you know it's, it's done its job but you just need to remember don't don't focus what anyone else is doing it doesn't matter who's around you imagine you're training in an empty gym and no one sees the numbers apart from you just stay in your own lane stay at your own pace with your own capabilities and the, the main thing here is just leave your ego at the door
So these are the top six points that we see, the same common mistakes that we see popping up, especially with newer people, typically with younger lads. Um, what we tend to find is obviously with age, nine times out of 10 comes a little bit of experience, whether that's through injury or past experiences or, or whatever. So we tend to find it more with, you know, typically a people under like 25 years old, which I'm going to class as young now. Um, but again, if, you know, if you listen to this and you get a few libel moments and, you know, it, it changes your mindset a little bit with what you're doing, then we've done our job. So that's it for the common mistakes that we see in newbies with males. Next episode, we're going to be going into the top five common mistakes that we see with females. So look out for that one.